Okay, Andrei finally said. Mikhail locked eyes with Turk, the only other person in the carriage who understood the magnitude of what they were up against this evening. Guard the box, he said to Turk, as he twisted the handle of the carriage. I will take only Yosef with me. There is no need for too much manpower on our first approach. Tonight we will rely on the law to get what we want. Force is our last resort, he said, as he stepped down onto the street. The green woodsy scent of hawthorn trees surrounded him as he emerged from the carriage. It was a good omen, yes. A place that smelled this fine would surely be a safe place to bring his family to live. The carriage springs creaked and groaned as Yosef climbed down from the driver's seat. Mikhail and Turk were both large men, but Yosef was a giant. Like Mikhail, Yosef wore a coat constructed of battle-worn leather and heavy boots that were just as rugged. Beneath their coats were knives and loaded pistols, and Mikhail carried the same blunt battle-stick that had served him through two wars in the Balkans. Let me do all the talking, Mikhail said as they strode up the path leading to the silent house. Reaching through the useless gate, he unlatched the double doors to stare at his home. It was so much more impressive than it appeared in the faded photograph he'd carried with him all these years. The grainy picture could not capture the dramatic contrast between the red bricks and the crisp white trim, nor did it show the beauty of the three stained-glass windows gracing the top story of the house. There were no lights burning behind the windows, and the long evening shadows meant it would be dark inside the house. Mikhail's and Yosef's boots thudded on the wooden planking as they mounted the steps of the porch. Mikhail slid to a window and peered through the delicate lace draperies that did nothing to shield the interior of the house from prying eyes. He would have to fix that once the house was his— but he could not be concerned with such trivialities now. The well-being of his entire family depended upon the next few minutes, and Mikhail's eyes narrowed as he peered inside. His breath caught, and he could not believe his good fortune. Dust covers draped the furniture, making the pieces look like ghosts in the vacant room. The fireplace was closed off with a wooden screen, and there was no sign of life inside the home. Relief surged through Mikhail as he made the sign of the cross over the front of his body. Slip around back and make sure no servants are home, he whispered to Yosef. Mikhail stepped away from the window, noting the spider's web stretching across the upper corner of the front door frame. By the time Yosef returned, Mikhail was confident that the house had been vacant for some time. No one home, Yosef said quietly. The house looks closed up for summer. Mikhail removed a stiletto from his boot and began working the lock. Then the house is ours. Go get the others. At another time, he might have been more careful with the task. He could have picked the lock, but he needed to get his family and the precious wooden box inside quickly. 
With a turn of his wrist, he wrenched the lock from its moorings and pulled it free. A musty odor seeped from the house the moment he opened the door, but that did not stop the rush of triumph that flooded his veins as he stepped inside. He turned to watch for the others, and his heart swelled at the sight of his son helping Lady Mirella from the carriage. Mirella was not the easiest person to deal with, but his son was behaving exactly like a man should as he held his hand out to the fragile young woman descending from the carriage. His younger son was not so cautious. Luca took a flying leap down from the carriage, tumbling to the grass on his hands and knees, but springing up with a huge grin as he was liberated from the tight confines of the carriage they had been riding in since leaving Boston. Mikhail squatted down to catch his son as Luca came flying.